Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Hello. Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful day here in Nashville, Tennessee. How's the weather out there in California? Um, great as well. We actually have all of our, we have like doors that open up to the outside in our living room and they're wide open. So fresh air, the birds are singing. It's a good day. There's something about like having your doors open and letting that fresh breeze come in. I've been doing that like every single morning now. I didn't do it for a while because, you know, we got that new cat, but now I'm letting him be like an indoor outdoor cat. So now he just like roams freely, but it's so, it's, there's something about that like I don't know, fresh air that gives you like a little pep in your step. I think spring, spring just feels good too. It's like just new beginnings, new change. Like everything feels like it's coming alive again. And I don't know, it's it's one of my favorite seasons. I've been out and I was telling you like I've been gardening, but I'm trying to like redo my backyard, like a bunch of my backyard. It's like a nice backyard, but it just didn't have any landscaping. So my mom and I went out and we have like two little raised bed, but we put a bunch of like stones down and like rocks in between them. So it looks really pretty. And I bought these um, really pretty like white fences that you can put around your garden. So I'm putting up fencing and then we're redoing this whole like almost like patio area that right now is just like a disaster zone. And I planted a bunch of plants like raspberry bushes and blueberry bushes. So I have been outside so much, which my allergies have been crazy, but... I'm feeling like, you know, when you like walk out and you're like, oh my gosh, this looks like so much better. Like that's oh, yeah. the vibe I get when I go in my backyard now, which makes me feel great. Oh, and I have like a compost station. I have like, I bought this compost thing. I bought a tornado shelter. I told you guys that. But this is what's kind of scary about this tornado shelter. So so yeah, how does that work? Is it just heavy and it just... They I, bolt it into okay. the concrete. Okay. So... Um, it's supposedly withstands like an F5, which is like the worst tornado. Um, but then it has like a little hole in the sides at the very bottom. So you can put like a cord through and you can have, um, you know, lights in there, like some type of electricity, but the door handle is just like a regular, like push down door handle and you can get in and out. But from the inside, you can latch it three times and it's heavy, you know, it's like heavy steel. And so we went in the other day um, when it was delivered and I was like, oh my gosh, like if the kids get in here and latch it, like they can't like and can't figure out how to unlatch it. They're like, how would you even get them out? Oh, yeah. So scary. So I ended up buying um, today, but I haven't installed it yet. I went to Home Depot before this, just one with a, a door handle with a key in it. And they said they were like, this is just a standard door handle. So you could do whatever you wanted. But now, when I go out there, I'm going to have to like unlock it before the tornado comes. But I was terrified. I was like, oh, my gosh, like if the kids get in here, how are they? <laughs> Mom, I can't get out. Like, what do you do? That's freaky. That reminds me. That, I know. Yeah. Um, underneath our grill outside, there is like a little just like storage area that has these metal doors that, oh, yeah. that goes. It's all concrete on the inside. But Brooks likes to go in there for like hide when oh, we gosh, play hide and scary. seek. It's like his favorite spot. Yeah. But it's right below the uh, the grill. So I was like, like what if I don't know it's just freaky I was like for one like what if we didn't know he went outside and he like went in there and then somehow got stuck but the doors open pretty easily but you never know but then the other day when Reed or when Brooks was hiding in there Reed goes and messes with the grill knobs I was like he could like oh my god that's almost like it's not obviously cooking him but like the grill gets hot and it heats the underneath I was like he could like 
what if he got stuck and got roasted? You know, obviously not a real scenario, but like mom brain, your brain goes to the worst places. You know, worst case. Why does it? Yeah. It really does. It's intrusive thoughts. Yes. It's really bad. Those intrusive thoughts. Horrible. Go away. Horrible. Go away. Intrusive thoughts. It's because you love them so much that like thinking about anything happening to them is so bad. And then your brain goes like seriously to worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. Like so quickly because then, oh, gosh, it's so bad. I think it's really common, though. I think intrusive thoughts for sure are very common with moms, but they are horrible. I think it's just you have to like kind of be like, okay, this thought is not my reality and i don't like that energy on me you know and i don't like keep having the same thought and then putting more energy to that thought so i really do try to just be like that is ridiculous like don't even think about that that is just silliness there are things that you would never want to think but yet they just kind of take over like no matter what if i walk by our railing upstairs carrying reed no matter what i always think of him falling over Oh, oh yeah. You know course. what I mean? And I, it's yes. You said the word railing, and I'm like, oh my god, the kids. Yeah, it's it's awful. The of pulling off. Um, I get to see you soon. That's exciting. That is exciting. We get to go jump on tra- uh, bouncy houses together. A bouncy <laughs> a house. A giant bouncy house. We're doing an event in New York. Um, and we haven't seen each other in so many years. <laughs> it's been two years in person. It's so ridiculous, you guys. I mean, we obviously talk to each other all the time, but. Yeah, we haven't seen each other face to face. I mean, the last time we saw each other was like to record a podcast, right? I'm sure. And Re- or Brooks. Brooks was a baby. He was a newborn. Baby. Oh, yeah, because you brought him into the studio mm-hmm. and we were like in the snack area and I was like mm-hmm. holding him in the snack area. Yeah, oh, my God. It was so long ago. I have never met Charlie and you've never met Reed either. That's so that's how long I know, ago. It's so weird. But I'm excited it's because so we're spending Mother's Day together and I feel like I know I without feel, our children, which is kind of bad, but I feel no <laughs> guilt. I feel no. Okay. This is the thing too. I feel no <laughs> guilt either. I'm looking forward to it so much to actually <laughs> Me too. having what feels like a fulfilling Mother's Day to like be able to spend it with yes. my friend who just like it's self-care. Yeah, it's going to be like a carefree, fun brunch. Oh we get to go gosh. shopping. Yes. Like, I'm oh, really excited. Yes. And my I'm kids, like, I'll come back to them the next day. And yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Evan has the kids for that weekend. And so I did kind of feel <laughs> felt a little bit bad being like thinking that he would think I was a bad mom, not because I felt personally bad, but I was like, oh, God, he's I know he's going to have thoughts about me not seeing the kids on Mother's Day. But you know what? When we were in Bachelor in Paradise, he didn't see the kids, his kids on Father's Day. So I think it's one for one. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, hey, it's called Mother's Day. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's self-care. And I need When it. do we so, ever make anything really about us? No, we never, ever, ever do. Ever. It's such a bad, it's such a bad thing that moms do. But we don't. I know. I know. Still, look at us. We're trying to still make Mother's Day about being with our kids. And we, it should just be. Oh, my God. Day, look at us. We are feeling A guilt. day to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. A day to celebrate you because of everything that you do for your family. So if you don't want to see your kids on Mother's Day, you don't have to. <laughs> Public service announcement. Go book a hotel. Go get a massage. Like, go. And don't feel bad Go about get it. a pedicure. How many people right now are listening to this being like, this is terrible <laughs> But it's true. Like, uh, maybe it should be a day to be about you because 364 days a year, we always put people before us. I feel worse about 
not seeing my mother on Mother's Day than I do about not seeing my kids on Mother's Day. Because I would always, obviously, I would have spent it with my mom. But I am kind of like, oh, no, I chose myself over my mom. I feel worse about that one for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You you could take your mom out to brunch the next weekend. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Because your mom. My mom deserves all. Yeah, your mom is the best. Oh, my gosh. Like, what would I what would I do without my mom? I just really don't know. See, even my intrusive thoughts go to bad places with my mom, too. Well, you guys, today we uh, thought it'd be fun to do a question and answer. So you guys asked us some questions and we're gonna answer them. (laughs) Um, First, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay, Jade, we are back. I have a question for you. This is like, I feel like this is a heavy one. We're going to start out heavier. I'm ready. How do you deal with the mental load of motherhood? Yeah, I feel like we could have a whole episode on this topic. We probably should. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we probably also have talked about this a lot. I mean, it's a mental health crisis. Right. Really. Motherhood is so hard. Yeah. And I think it's like the invisible load of motherhood you know all the running tasks in our head you know Mm -hmm. that are constantly up here throughout the day that burn us out you know keeping keeping your doctor's appointments for your kids keeping your own doctor's appointments making sure that you've gone grocery shopping making sure that your kids lunch is ready for school making sure that they're going to their extracurricular activities like Making sure you right. need your husband needs his clothes ironed for work. I don't know. Like all these things right. that yeah. we are constantly You're in charge of everything. Everything. Really. Most most women I say I would say yeah. are. And then think of, think of about a newborn. When is the ba- did the baby eat enough? When does the baby need oh to eat gosh. next? Is he over is stressed. he overtired? Why is he crying? And is does he have enough diapers? Like think it's like yeah. all the things. And all the money that goes along with it. There's so many stressors that just are really overwhelming. And I think like, it's hard to know. It's hard to know like how to deal with it. I think talking about it is a good place to start. People in general talking about it, being, you know, bringing it to the front of conversations, saying that this is like a real thing that mothers experience. And we often feel very overwhelmed. So it's like, I hate like it has to be put back on us, you know, and to be like, we are the ones that need to ask for help instead of pe- a lot of people, you know, yeah, aren't going to like be sure. like, hey, what do you need? So it is sort of put on us because it is that invisible load. We look like we have everything together. We could have this, you know, facade on this is, my, mm-hmm. you, you know, and no one knows what you're internally feeling and that could yeah. be drowning. You never know. So it's, it is like you have to ask for help in whatever ways you can. can. My life is just complicated uh, in other ways besides just motherhood right now. But sure. I signed up for like uh, online therapy and I signed up for I don't know, three months and I still haven't been able to even book a session. And it's been like a month since I've signed up. Like, because again, motherhood is so crazy. And where do you even find time for yourself? Like, you know, you take a step to be like, I am going to put myself first and I'm going to get some self-care, self-help. And then when do you even, when can you even do it? <laughs> you know, like it's so, it's so, it's hard. It's a hard thing to balance. I do think having 
really close friends. Um, and I, I mean, I say this and this is hard too, but close friends that are moms because moms get it, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes your single friends, like they can be there for you for sure, but some they just don't get it. You know, there's, there's so many moms that really now are wanting to connect. And I do feel like it feels so good to just be with people who can say, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel the same way. Like, how do you help that? Or, you know, how do you overcome that? Or, hey, if you ever feel like that, just come over, you know, or, hey, do you want me to like grab you dinner? Like I can grab you dinner on the way because I'm grabbing myself dinner, you know, like just having people around that kind of like get it. Yeah. I feel like it's so, that helps me immensely. You know, we also take on the mental load of like, I, you know, I don't pay somebody to clean my house. I clean my whole house. So my house gets absolutely destroyed. And then I spend an entire day of like nine hours cleaning and they get really stressed out because I turn around and then my kids have like messed up this area. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and every single time I just want to cry because I feel overwhelmed with the eight loads of laundry that I have to do and then sit and fold and then put away and all the things and it's all on me. But if not, then I can't deal with my house being a mess. You know, I mean, it's, it's not, it sucks that we all like feel this way, Some, you know, Yeah. but it is nice to know that we do all sort of have our own, ex, you know, personal experience of whatever this is for the, each of us individually. Yeah. And it, I think you're, I think you're really onto something. I feel like we're isolated a lot as women and then isolated even more as mothers and finding mm-hmm. like-minded people who just get it is yeah. so powerful. For sure. Yeah. So I know how hard that is, though. It is hard to find. It's hard to find friends in general as an adult. Mm -hmm. And it's even harder, I think, as a mom, especially before your kids are school aged. And then you're kind of just like pushed into this group of people. And hopefully you find like someone who you're like, that's my person, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you this one. Okay. Okay. Um, Because you and I have different experiences, I feel. So advice from going... From one to two kids. Just found out we're pregnant with number two. And my first is one and a half years old. I mean, on one hand, it's like good because you already kind of know all of the things. I mean, kids are obviously are very different, but you already kind of know what you're doing, sort of. You You've know? done it before. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then your your older kid can help. You know, you could be like, hey, go get me the diaper. And you, the kid can help you, you know. So that is really good, too ask for help. You know, I, we always say that, but really like I asked for so much help and I needed it, but I don't know. My situations, my situation was a little weird because I was kind of alone half the time and then with my mom half the time, but I did ask for a lot of help. You're kind of just doing the same thing. I think it's kind of tailored to each person's experiences based on your kids, based on you, based on your family life and your circumstances. Don't freak out. Yeah, because for it's me, be okay. for me, going from zero to one, I know is like was like is really hard for some people. But going from one yeah. to two was really hard for me. But that's because I had a lot of birth trauma and then I had postpartum depression. Yep. It, like you said, you do you have experience under your belt. You've been there before. Um, I think like for me, going from two to three, like the third like time, I was like, okay, I need to, I've done this before. What I did before didn't work. So I'm going to be yeah. a better advocate for myself. So I'm going to prepare for, yeah, for yeah. birth, for postpartum, for like asking people to help me, having meals mm-hmm. prepped, um, asking more questions um, during my like appointments, like my prenatal appointments, yeah. like just like being my own advocate, I guess, which like made me feel more 
Like I had more control over certain things that I felt more prepared. I felt more confident. I did a lot of like inner work on myself. (laughs) Um, So I think sometimes doing that kind of sets you up, you know? Um, Yeah, for sure. But yeah, don't be afraid to tell people what you need. Like, you know, like if you're going to come over and see the kids, like if you want to come over, like maybe can you just take my oldest out for an hour for me? So, you know, or like... Can you like come over and help do a load of laundry? Can you bring a meal? Oh, can yeah. you bring me a coffee? <laughs> you know, can oh, I? Oh my gosh. If you're yes. going to come over, can I nap? Mm, you know, just like really, yeah. really, really, really. And then with your kids, like the love expands. It's, it does. It's just, it does. It's crazy. You will still love. It really is. It's magic. Yeah. Um, you'll find time to make sure that your oldest still feels cherished. And somebody asked me the other day, they were like, they were like, okay, I know you're not supposed to ask this, but like, what kid do you really like better? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. People ask me all the time. They ask like me not, that too. Like, not an answer. Who's your favorite? It's so weird because you favorite them in like different ways. Like there's so many things I love about Bella that's so different than the things that I love about Charlie. And they, I don't know. They're just like little joys in their different ways. There's absolutely there's no way. There's literally no way to pick. That's my favorite thing about being a mom is seeing how different my children are. Like, you know, their own different personalities and preferences yeah. and behaviors. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay, Jade, I know you're 35. So what is your age limit for having another child? I feel like there's such a like stigma on moms like being over 35 and having kids. Um, mm-hmm, but sure. the statistic now is that the average age a woman is having their first child is 31. Wow. Which was just like- That's amazing. Which was just like 27, I think like three or four years ago. So it's jumping up there. Women are having babies later and it's just, I think, a fact of life now. So 35 to me, maybe five years ago would have felt like I can't have a baby past 35. And now I feel really empowered in it. If I ever decided that that was my- choice to have a you know if i wanted to have another baby um i just would you know take extra the extra precautions of extra nutrients or extra you know whatever i needed to take care of my my body and myself Mm -hmm. and my pregnancy but i really don't think that 35 should be a worry for anybody anymore besides just i don't either what needs to happen maybe like with extra care, but women are right. having babies in their 40s now and even 50. Like, I mean, gosh, it's so crazy because your soul like doesn't age. You know, your soul doesn't know the things that are your body feels. You know what I mean? So it's so weird to think about. At th- I'm 36. Like, I still feel like I'm 25. You know, I mean, oh, what was your hardest and best part of being pregnant? I mean, there's a lot of hard stuff. <laughs> It's so hard. It's just so hard. The <laughs> nausea is so hard. The throwing up for you, you threw up all the time. Well, I would throw up like four to five times a day, but my nausea would always get worse <laughs> at night um, for probably like six weeks. So God. that, that, and, and it's so the, much throwing up. The ener- like the lack of energy, the fatigue, mm. the, the worry. Uh, yeah, the hormonal like ups and downs, the like hot flashes, the sinus congestion. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, the, yeah, we are like take anything. It's so funny. This is why like I 
held back a lot on Instagram when I was pregnant about like the like all the stuff because I felt like if I came on every day and told people how I was really feeling, they'd be like, you're just complaining. Like, be grateful you're pregnant. You know, I can't deal with that. I can't. But it's like, this is reality. But let me also have an experience. Can you imagine it? Like, I'm still... Can you imagine if a man was pregnant, he would complain all day long. But women are just supposed to, like, not complain and be like, we're so grateful we're pregnant, which is true. But, but like, come on. Come on. (laughs) No, it's not easy. And we need to be able to tell people when we don't feel good. Like... That's ridiculous. You're growing a human. Um, um, the oh, the the brain fog, the mommy brain. Brain fog. The best parts though are like when you feel your baby move for the first time. It's so weird. Like I'll never forget that feeling. Like my um, sister in law was pregnant at the time. She and I was like, "When do you feel it?" And she was like, "You'll, you'll feel this." And she was like, "I bet you'll feel this." Like and I was something like, okay. like the butterfly, like fluttering. Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, what, and she said it kind of felt like a muscle spasm or something. And I was like, whoa. And it was like the next night I felt it after she had told me that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I felt it. I felt it. Like, that is such a weird. And then when the baby's like in your body moving and it's bigger and you can like see the the your stomach moving and like the arms and the legs. It's just wild. You feel like it's like an alien in there. <laughs> An so actual cool. foot is like. Yes. Yeah. That stuff is so wild. And. And so memorable. Those are things that, you know, you just don't forget. Also, like, you do, like, have, like, good skin. Well, I did. I had, like, good skin and hair when I was pregnant. Yeah, my hair and nails were amazing. Like, an idiot. There, I mean, and obviously, like, you're growing a human and, like, it's so cool and it's the best thing ever and they come out and they're the best things ever, but it's harder than it's easy. Yeah, I mean, there are the unicorns out there that have amazing pregnancies. There are. So there really there are the unicorns. I think like when I was having a hard time, what really helped me is I had one of those pregnancy apps that had um, the development of how like the size of the baby and like what the baby was developing that week. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the baby is developing uh, their eyelashes this week or something, right. you know? And so yeah. that would help me like, no, okay. Like I'm feeling really sick today because this is happening and the baby yeah. is, the baby's doing this and the baby is safe and healthy. And like, I would just imagine like the baby in there. And I think that's re- really was like magical for me. You know, like you said, like mm-hmm. we're, we create life in our bodies right? and a whole other right. human with a whole other soul with a whole other, so whole cool. other life path is inc- is incredible so right i think that's like what's the most amazing part but it is hard <laughs> <laughs> do we want to take a break real quick and then oh sure let's take a break and then we'll answer a few more we were just talking about pregnancy did you guys get stretch marks while you were pregnant so i only have like I have loose skin. I have loose skin on my stomach, but I didn't mm-hmm. get, I did, which is so weird. I did not get stretch marks on my stomach, but I got them on my hips and I got them on my boobs. But I, I never, got them on my boobs. Yeah. But I never, yeah. for some reason, even though that's like the spot that grows the biggest, I, I just have loose skin yeah. that's probably there forever. My mom always calls her belly the alien baby, ba- baby belly, because she has so much loose skin. Which I think is really funny and really cute. But mine isn't as bad as my mom's. But um, yeah, I definitely, my boobs, it's, well, it's so weird how big your boobs get 
after, like right after you have your baby and the milk comes in and they're just like the size of like, yeah, watermelons for sure. Like the small (laughs) ones or a cantaloupe or something, but it's unbelievable how big they get and how could you not get stretch marks? A long time ago, I had bigger boobs, but like going from a B to like a double D in two seconds. And then after you're done breastfeeding, then they shrink back. They like sometimes even get smaller. Oh yeah, mine are why? Why does that happen? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I don't like it. Tube sock, (laughs) tube sock boobs, as they call it. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, banana boobs, which is gonna be super fun when I start, you know, having sex with someone again, and I'm gonna be like, ooh, yeah. Um, oh man Krista Horton always calls them saggy baggies I like that oh yeah mine are gonna be <laughs> saggy baggies my, I mean mine are saggy baggies well anyone listening to date me welcome to my saggy baggy boobs <laughs> uh, oh god dating I think um, it's good to normalize it all normalize it all no it is it, are all are, your body will never good. be the same so it's, no that's fine. and I would never like I don't know I'm too scared to like get implants or anything there's also so much about i don't there's so much about that right now that Mm -hmm. it affects your body in different ways that i just i don't know i wouldn't want to do that right now anyway but so i'm just gonna embrace them and get a good bra and then turn the lights down well you know what (laughs) (laughs) so if you were able to grant one wish for each one of your kids what would it be? Or just your kids in general. I've said this before. My kids are just like completely obsessed with each other. They're so in love with each other. Like it's unreal, like how in love with each other they are. And I just want that to continue like throughout their whole life. I just want them to continue to just be so obsessed with each other. To be like really close. Yeah, really close. And just like, I just share like that same love. Like they just, Mm -hmm when they see each other first thing in the morning, they're so excited. Like obviously their, you know, lives are going to take different paths, but like when they see each other and they haven't in a while, like just, I don't know, that spark is still there between them because it's so, so strong. I love that. I know. I think about how close my brother Zach and I, when we were kids, cause we were, we're just a little under three years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, we were so close now, like it's not the same and it's not quite the same, you know, we love each yeah. other, but we don't have that closeness. I just like think like when I think of my kids, I just want them to always feel that they can like throughout their life that they can just fully feel to be authentically themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like no yeah, matter what sure. the world says, I just want them to be able to just like have that freedom, like that, that feeling that they can just stand in their own truth and be themselves you know i love that yeah that's a great if wish. i could yeah i know that the world is not like that <laughs> but you if i could grant one wish yeah. um well you guys thank you so much for being with us again we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for you guys listening so we really really appreciate it thank you all and we will see you next week <laughs>